it is necessary to investigate before legislating. But the line between investigating and persecuting is a very fine one. The investigators tell us it seems the suspect was going to pass them, then turned and fired. Christine, Laura, what you're seeing behind me is one of multiple locations. Arise to support the impeachment of President Donald J. Trump. And I'm about to talk to him about allegations that he was involved with prostitutes in Moscow and that the Russians taped it and have leverage over him. Before we get to our guest, I wanted to talk to you about something that's really important to me, which is privacy. Moving money around, moving information, sending messages in today's world with Web 3.0 coming down the pike. Privacy is very critical, especially to a journalist like myself. Utopia P2P is a complete privacy ecosystem. It's a 360-degree approach to privacy. It includes everything you need to move information or value around the world. It includes a encrypted messenger service, an email platform, and cryptocurrency payment system. It's fully decentralized, so it's not on any main server. It's based on blockchain, so it's distributed. It has an unmatched level of security. It has a feature-rich toolkit on the system uh, that supports 28 languages. There's a very low barrier to entry, and it also supports Bitcoin and also their coin internally. So if you're looking for a way to move information and money around the world where you don't want prying eyes uh, looking at what you're doing, go to Utopia P2P and have complete privacy on their system. And now let's get to our guest. Welcome back to Information Operation. We're on the road this week. We'll be back in the studio next week. Uh, we have with us today Mallory Staples, who is running for the 6th District uh, in Georgia for, for U.S. Congress. Uh, welcome, Mallory. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So um, for people who may not know you, uh, we've done a lot of political interviews here, but give us uh, an overview of who Mallory Staples is and what your priorities are in this race. Yes. So I am not a politician, first and foremost. That's the, the number one item on my list of identifiers. Um, <laughs> I'm very proud to say that. Uh, I am a mom of three. I have a 12-year-old, a 14-year-old, and a 16-year-old. I'm a uh, former small business owner. I ran my own company for almost 17 years. I'm a former teacher as well. And then I've homeschooled my own children for over 10 years in one wow. form or fashion. And then for the past eight years, I've been involved um, in Christian women's ministry. And mm. our founder, amazing woman named Rachel Brown, uh, was twice widowed, which is she has an unbelievable story and never forgot what it was like to be widowed with small children. She was mm -hmm. married to a uh, Air Force fighter pilot and oh, wow. uh, yep, lost him. And so she just has a heart for widows. And mm. so we launched a widow's ministry four years ago. And um garnered the attention of uh, Gary Sinise, who's an awesome patriot, and uh, he yeah. partnered with us to sponsor half of our widows retreats, and we serve our military firefighters and police widows. So I've been doing that the last couple of years as well. So, you know, I've been very busy uh, living my life like, I'm, you know, a lot of Americans were and not having my eye completely on the political um, mm -hmm. scene here in the country. I've always been a patriot. Uh, I'm a Reagan baby. I grew up um, just all the hard eyes for Ronald Reagan. Uh, sure. I named my daughter Reagan. So I like to say oh, I'm wow. a Reagan baby who had a baby named Reagan and huh. um, just love the country. My dad served, my grandfather served, but never, ever thought about getting into politics. And 
when I watched and my husband, I saw what was happening. It became quite obvious uh, under Trump that we had been betrayed uh, by mm -hmm. the media, by our own government. I just, there was such an awakening for us and we were initially heartbroken. Mm -hmm. I was heartbroken. And then that quickly turned to anger. And I thought, mm -mm, mm -mm. Yeah, yeah, whatever it takes, I'm going to fight. And then genuinely, we wanted to be part of the solution. It's very easy. A lot of people have been very discouraged and disheartened and um, about the whole process, political process in our country. So it's very easy to just stop right there. But we prayed about it. Uh, as I mentioned, being a Christian ministry, I'm a Christian. Mm -hmm. And so we prayed about it and just felt really called that like this was what we could do to be part of the solution. And I right. think watching the rebirth, and I say rebirth because it's as our founding fathers intended it to be, um, of the citizen leader. You know, Reagan talked about that a lot, not politicians, but citizen leader. And there's folks, candidates like myself, non-establishment that are popping up all over the place and getting involved. And I love it. I, I think it's a thrilling time um, to, to be stepping out into this arena. And it's a real honor. No, for sure. I remember that morning waking up after the election that that feeling of horror and then that you're right, that turn to, and some people stood up to lead and others just kind of shrunk mm -hmm. back in their rooms. And I, mm -hmm. I think it's up to us, those who are stepping out to, to really give motivation to those who need yes. it and to, but it is growing definitely nationwide. It is, um, it is. I think you're, it is a rebirth. I think you're going to see a, a real uh, reinvigoration of our institutions across the board. So what, what, what are your priorities in the race? Um, what what issues really drive you? So um, I've been involved since um, the election in mm -hmm. election integrity. I, I just uh, was jaw droppingly horrified by what was mm -hmm. happening. I mean, I think like a lot of um, Americans, we knew something was wrong, like in our gut, and we've just been you know feverishly looking for the evidence of that. And which I'm confident of. So election mm -hmm. integrity is a really big deal. That's one of the number one, if not the number one issue mm -hmm. um, that as I'm out in the community talking to constituents, that's what I hear because, you know, the American people are smart and they know that behind there are fair and free elections are all our other freedoms are protected behind that and our ability to elect those people that serve us. And so mm -hmm. that's um, first and foremost for me. Yes, you mentioned I just went back. Uh, I went to the border for the first mm -hmm. time. Um, I've been endorsed by the Veterans for America first and Admiral Kubik himself, who built the wall for Trump. Mm -hmm. And they took us down there to show us what was going on. And what I witnessed was an invasion. It's an invasion mm -hmm. of our country. It's a human rights crisis like I've never seen. And um, that quickly has put that on the forefront, like laser focus for me. As a former teacher and homeschooler, education is very, very, very close to my heart as well. And so um, we just hosted a education anti-CRT roundtable with some phenomenal guests. And uh, I love to see the movement there. Again, I like to say what the left underestimated was, you know, we had our little baby cubs, our children, this next generation, the future of the country. Mm -hmm. And they came after the kids, whether it's SEL, DEI, CRT, right. CSE. The, the mass mandates, the vaccine mandates, they came after the children <clears throat> and the mamas just rose up. And um, that is a genie that never goes back in the bottle because there's no True. point at which a mom just taps out and says, you know what? I want to go back to doing what I was doing before. I tried to fight for you, but it's over. 
And then the really interesting part is when the mama bears step out to protect the, the babies, the daddy step out to protect the moms. And then you've engaged yeah. the entire family unit that was otherwise going about their business, not interested in governance. And I mean, you know, local, state, federal, the whole thing. And um, that is, you know, that is the red wave. I mean, we saw it up in Virginia with Yunkin, you know, mm -hmm his opponent said the quiet part out loud and, and there is not even veiled anymore, which I actually appreciate because it helps people understand the evil that we're really mm -hmm. up against and that they're after our kids. So, so all of those are issues um, that I put a lot of time in, in, in attention to and hear from my constituents. And, you know, I often like to say, and I said this, I was down with uh, Mark Morgan and, and Tom Homan who've served under six, you know, administrations with border patrol and ice and I said, so here's the thing with me. I said, there are solutions. And this, this applies to every area of government. This is not rocket science. It's not that there are unknown solutions. We have problems and nobody knows how to fix them. There have been things that have worked, tried and true um, policies and procedures. And they all usually have to do with limiting the federal government um, that, that keep our country safe and prosperous. But we're, So it's not that we don't know the solutions, but at this point, we have leadership that refuses to implement those things. They actually right. want the opposite. And so we just need courageous leaders. We need fearless leaders. We need people that aren't in it for themselves, that this is not a career move. This isn't a resume builder. This isn't a step onto whatever, whatever. Back to that servant leader, you know, that mm -hmm. citizen leader, that's what ensures that we hold the line in D.C. And we just have a precious view of this. You know, we've got 435 mm -hmm. people in Congress and like a handful um, mm -hmm. of people that aren't there for themselves. And so that's why I think it is it's birthed out of necessity. You are seeing this new generation leader like myself. And I think so many of us are going to win because we're oh, what sure. people want. We are the people and this is what we want. Well, I think once you take that step to realize I'm going to protect my children, you become fearless and nothing they can do can stop you. So right. it, you, it, you become a highly effective uh, warrior for freedom, if you will. That's that right. Point. And then that's why they want to destroy the family because that's, yes. you know, that's the unit. That's so, right. It yeah. houses all of that. And I tell people mm -hmm. all the time, the reason they quit teaching the beautiful, beautiful history of our country and the men and women that came before us is because it doesn't just, you know, whisper greatness. It shouts it. And you're, you mm -hmm. give, you give future generations a context to value their freedom. And if they don't understand what it costs to get it, they can't value it. But then also you're giving generations permission to live out that own greatness in their own life, to be fearless, to be courageous, to be pioneers, to mm -hmm. govern themselves, you know, all those things. And they don't want them to know that because you can't have a welfare state if the people understand their identity. And I often tell people, you know, we're in an identity crisis as a country. We have a very small group of very loudmouth people trying to tell us that we're either victims or oppressors, that we should be ashamed, um, that we're needy and, you know, just beholden out of necessity to the government. And, mm -hmm. you know, that's a lie. And so when you have people standing up saying, hey, wait a second, hold on, that's not true. And, you know, nobody, it's nobody better to do that than parents, because as a parent, sure. you spend your whole life speaking identity into your children, telling them who they really are so that when they get older and that's challenged, they can hold their own. They can stand true in who they are. And so we're at that moment in history where these the people are having to speak out and their voices are getting louder, saying 
here's our identity. This is who we are. Yeah. We're not who you, what you're saying. Let me tell you who we are. And um, that is a very powerful thing. I think when you put that together with a parent's love and ability to fight, it's unstoppable. I mean, it's absolutely wow. unstoppable. And I think the left knows that. And that's why they're flitting, fluttering around. They're all over the place. They're trying to figure yeah. out how do we stop this? How do we stop this? And I mean, my message to them is you can't. So you better right. start packing your bags. Completely. So tell, tell me about homeschooling. A lot of people may want to be interested in that. Uh, how, if somebody, if a mother or family wants to do that, how would they go about it in Georgia, I guess? Yeah, I, I can't recommend it enough. I mean, I think mm -hmm. the, I would go directly to, uh, I have a friend who equips her um, website is Beacon Life. That's her ministry. She's mm -hmm. a um, Suzanne Phillips. She's a phenomenal um, champion. She speaks all over the country of family and education and faith. And she's working uh, with some amazing people. Lisa Babbage is, is one of them here in Atlanta to create, because there's an, um, there's an, um, emergency kind of component because so many parents have pulled their kids out, never yep. intending to be homeschoolers, but finding themselves as homeschoolers and they're mm -hmm. wanting community, they're wanting structure, they're wanting resources, they're wanting vision, you know, mission, like help me. And so um, that would be my first stop because they're creating this structure, these pods, and they're helping connect people and, and backfill them with the resources they need to do that quickly. Homeschooling mm -hmm. is such a gift. Like <clears throat> I look back now and I see that that was part of God's plan for our family mm -hmm. to have that disproportional amount of time together where my children weren't at school eight hours a day, mm -hmm. but they were with us and we were together. It was so foundational in preparation for this season of my life where I don't wow. get to spend, I mean, I still technically homeschool, but it's like in between, you know, calls like this and, you know, checking, right. work, you know, in between, whatever, but um, it's not the same. It doesn't look the same with my campaign. And so it's just, um, there's nothing like knowing your children um, sure. the way that, you know, a teacher, a teacher would having those hours with them and solidifying, like you said, family, we are the cornerstone. Family is the foundation of culture of society um, especially family and faith. And so it's, it's just a gift. I mean, absolutely no regrets for me. And I mean, it wasn't perfect. I mean, mm -hmm. nothing is, I mean, public sure. school, private school certainly isn't. So I don't think that's even, even a, um, a metric. And I think a lot of people worry about that. Well, what if I mess up? And what if I, it's like, well, you're going to, so lean mm -hmm. in and learn from mm -hmm. it and move on and enjoy being with your kids. What about CRT? We've been around the country and this is really, like you said, infectious and diabolical, what they're doing. And yeah. they keep pushing the name of it to SEL. It's not CRT, blah, blah, blah. But we've been in communities from Connecticut to Atlanta to Arizona mm -hmm. and, and moms are rising up against this all over. Mm -hmm. What would you say to a parent who's just disgusted with this and doesn't know what to do? Or doesn't well, first of all, I'd say pull, pull your kid out. I mean, if, yeah. if in any degree you can pull them out because it is a cancer and it's designed to really devour a kid's soul. Um, mm -hmm. It's not just the lack of being taught how to really think and, and analyze and all this, but it is um, it's a cancer and it's a mm -hmm. and CRT has been around. I mean, this is, you know, I call them products, S-C-L-D-E-I, C-S-C. Yeah their products and they've been repackaged. Like even, you know, I, I grew up in the, you know, late seventies, eighties, nineties, we had situational ethics back then, anti-bullying, mm -hmm. like this stuff has been going on for quite some time, even sex ed back then, which my mom, like I was the only child that stayed home from the Fernbank science trip here in Atlanta. They had, they outsourced 
sex uh, ed to turn bank. And my mom was like, I don't think so. I'm the one who tells you that you're not going to go. And I, and she didn't keep me home though. I went to school and stayed at the school while everybody else left. And my wow. mom just said, Hey, listen, you were born to be different, to swim upstream. I want you to see, I want you to feel proud that your mom loves you enough. And and she like totally equipped me to like go there and watch all my friends get on the bus. And, and I, I was totally fine. Mm -hmm. Again, she spoke truth into me, but CRT um, is ever changing, ever changing. Uh, no Left Turn is an amazing organization. Uh, my friend, Melissa Jackson works with them on a national level. They help educate with the ever-changing language because it is mm -hmm. something that they just keep putting different uh, paper on to make it look like something else. They're always morphing it, but the ideas yeah. are there. And so as parents, you have to be the watchdog. If you're going to leave your kid in school, um, in public school or private school, um, you need to be watching the conversations if they're on Zoom, the curriculum that comes home, you know, be on the lookout. We've gone from... Um, teaching American history to action civics and things like this. And you just, you educate yourself with some of these organizations like No Left Turn and Beacon Life, and then be a watchdog. You are your child's protector and, and you're protecting their whole mm. person by safeguarding them from that. And it'll be worth it. So I would just encourage them to step in and lean in. And um, it's very time consuming, but, but what, you know, what's sure, more valuable? What's yeah. more valuable? Yeah. I mean, I tell people all the time, the degree to which you're willing to sacrifice directly speaks to the value you place on that thing you're sacrificing for. So I know it's a sacrifice. I mean, reading my kids text every night on their phone is a sacrifice of my time, but like it's worth it, you know, to protect their hearts and, mm -hmm. and things like that. So I would just say, go get them mama bears and daddy bears do whatever you have to do. So, um, how is it working with the GOP? I mean, we've reported a lot on kind of the schisms between the establishment and the non-establishment, to put it another way. Are they supporting you? Are you getting the help you need from the GOP? I mean, do you feel like you're on a fair playing ground in the 6th District? Um, well, I'm definitely up against the establishment. It's kind of the establishment candidates versus the magma. Right. And, right. and per my Fernbank story, I, I don't mind being the outsider. I'm yeah. perfectly comfortable there. Um Magamom is really all I, I need to say about myself. But uh -huh. I'm going to tell you, I I have been pleasantly surprised, and I'll give God the glory uh -huh. for this, at the support that I have gotten from some of the people in the GOP mm -hmm. that are sincere, genuine, love what I love, you know, disagree with what I disagree with, are patriots. It has been such a pleasant surprise. Um, I didn't want to, um, I didn't put a, you know, a ton of hope and like, oh, I'm going to get elected by the GOP. Right. Um, and so I just didn't have expectations and it, it has been, um, phenomenal what's happened in a couple of those spots. You know, we've got five, five counties, six, if you yeah. can, a little bit of corner, Gwinnett. um, <clears throat> and I'm going to go talk to them on Saturday. I haven't met them yet. The women of Gwinnett, but there are some fierce fierce MAGA mom warriors inside of the GOP, people that are in there and have stepped up to lead because they want it to be better and not be what it is by reputation or historically. Mm -hmm. And that's been really fun to see. Now, I'm sure there are people in there that I roll look at me and think, oh my God, it's a female, mm -hmm. you know, um, softer spoken Donald Trump or something. Mm -hmm. Oh gosh, you know, who's this mom stepping into our 
our playground. Uh, regular citizens don't belong here. Um, I'm sure those people are there. And I just, I really, I'm, that's fine. I mean, it, it's just like dusting yourself off. And right. because the people are who get me elected. I mean, when you look at the numbers of how many votes there are and how many GOP members there are in each county, it's like, hey, I'd love for you to not hate me. Um, that would be great. But I am the people's candidate. And so the, they're my bread and butter, you know, for sure. sure. So um, thank you, Mallory. How, how can people help you? How can they find out more about you? Where should they go to donate? All of that yes. stuff. Yes. Thank you. Staplesforcongress.com is my website. We'd love for anybody listening to come, like you said, donate, sign up. We'd love your help. We are all about the grassroots game. It's so fun. It's exciting. We'd love for them to join us. And there's lots of footage. There's footage on the website from my border um, trip and links to all my social media where we've been um, bringing as much attention to that as we can. So I would love to see all your listeners there. Come visit us. Staplesforcongress.com. Well, thank you very much, Mallory. We'd love to have you back as the campaign progresses. I'm sure this is going to be an exciting year. Yeah, I'd be <laughs> honored anytime. Anytime. Okay. Thank you, Todd. I appreciate it. Take care. Bye. You too.